Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers. They're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Hey, 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 we're back, we're black, we're brown ambition. I wish I could really just see like how the moves that I bring to the table, because I feel like it's not fully appreciated without my moves. Um, I'm envisioning them. <laughs> I've seen them. <laughs> You're a very good dancer. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. But, yeah. Actually, what I picture you is wrapped up in a comforter in your bed, <laughs> Just telling so. Superman to stop walking in during our podcast recording. Oh, no, I cannot believe it. <laughs> I'm like, every time, and I just can't believe our door creaks this year, too. I'm like, I thought we outgrew the creaking door. No other door in the house creaks. It's like, you know, they know that we do a podcast here. It's like, just a little creak. How are you, Mandra? I can't complain. I can't complain. Long day at work. But I am so excited about this weekend. I think we both have fun weekends coming up. Yes. You're, you're turning feisty 40. I know. I feel so... <laughs> Wait, we're both missing epic milestones in one another's lives, which I know. makes me sad. You're having the baby shower. And the baby shower. But I'm also, I feel like in our alternate universes from each other... It's it's fun that we're both having these really exciting major yeah yeah major weekends major yes how many people are you expecting I don't know my sister and my mom have actually done a pretty good job managing everything um, so probably between like forty and fifty but we're doing like did I tell you we're doing a party party we're not doing because listen I love all my friends they're beautiful they have had beautiful children I love all their children but I have been to so many boring baby showers <laughs> I. And I can't I, – I, I don't even like people watching me open Christmas gifts. Like to sit there in the middle of a room at noon yeah. with like little sandwiches and mimosas and open <laughs> gifts in front of people and pretend like the 15th onesie is just cuter than the you know the 20th onesie. Like I cannot do that. So I told my mom because, you know, my husband's family is Dominican. And I've been to a couple of Dominican baby showers. They are lit, lit. So they start in the evening. They go all night. Um, and I was like, let me embrace my Dominican side, my new Dominican family, and let's just have a party. So we are having the party in Inwood in his family's backyard, um, not their literal backyard, their neighborhood, um, in the neighborhood at a restaurant. And it should be really fun. We're open bar. Uh, I think there might be a DJ. I don't know. I've been snooping a little bit, um, but it should be really, really fun. Should be a party. Yeah. That sounds awesome, honestly. And that's why, well, you know, we're having a party because it's my 40s. So we about to get down with the get down. Um, so, yeah, it should be a good time. We're expecting about 40 to 50 people as well. So I'm excited. I mean, if you guys, you know, want the after party, come to Inwood. 
hop over the river and just come on to the baby shower after party. Yeah. Could okay. be a... <laughs> I feel like no one's going to leave the house, you know? No, like, those are my favorite. <laughs> Especially when it's your house and you don't have to leave, like even uh, to go home, yeah. that's the best party. No, so I, you know, honestly, I, I don't mind the ones at my house either because it means that like, yay, when it's all said and done, I mean, yes, there's cleanup, but there's no driving. Yeah, if we could fit 40 people in my house, I would 100% be having the party there. 100%. No, but I'm all, I mean, like, when you get past your 30s and 40, did I just burp? Did you hear that? It was the baby. <laughs> I can't I control it. That. My okay. organs are shifting. Anyway, when you get past this, like, into your 30s and 40s, like, these are, like, you need to celebrate these big moments, you know, milestone birthdays and baby showers. Like, anytime I can have a party, I'm like, let's do it because everyone's got such busy schedules and I... And it's, it's harder and harder to get together with the people that I love and I will have, I will take any excuse to plan a big party. So I'm so looking forward to it. I see my mom like twice a year. Um, so she's coming into town and it should be, should be fun. Tomorrow's my birthday. like my official birthday. So by the time this comes out, it'll be today. So I expect a lot of acts. At the budgetista, happy birthday! Yeah, I want I want you guys to burn through my battery. That's just my little request. <laughs> burn through battery. I'm gonna be tagged, zing, zing, zing. Happy birthday! Happy birthday! Like I love when um they folks take like the those little mini recordings and then they play it back and they're like listening to Brown Ambition and then they tag us. So just make sure you do like a happy birthday tag so I can be like, look how many people love me. First of all. Mandy, 80 people applied to be my admin. I don't even know that many of y'all listened. Wow. <laughs> Amazing. That's not even including the people that I haven't sent you who have gone to Instagram to ask about the job. And I was like, didn't follow instructions. <laughs> oh, so. my <laughs> oh, my goodness. I was like, wow. Like, my, my, my COO was like, what did you say? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> So we shall see. We're still kind of like wading through. Well, um, isn't it funny that you talked about that epic trip that you take your team on every year and you got all those applications. It's so crazy why anyone want to want to work for you when you're doing free trips to where'd you go? Arizona and spas and shit. I want to work for you. You need an intern? Honestly, that is kind of crazy. But you're right, though, because definitely there were people who were like, saw the trip, would love to work for you. And I'm like, in what capacity, sis? You have sent me nothing other than, can you take me on a trip? <laughs> Which is crazy. And I'm like, oh, okay, what are your skills? <laughs> but yeah, so I think we're finally winding down with the house. We, I think I brought my last pillow. You know how, like, you know, I, I tell myself all the time, like, this is the second time I've had, like, a big move. And I told myself last time, Tiffany, you don't need to get everything right now. And then you start to rush to get everything right now. Um... And I guess because I'm having a party slash yeah. housewarming, I want everything to be perfect. So I'm, we're just winding down. Thanks. Shout out to Rihanna of Remain Home. She's been amazing um, to help me like get the design decor settled. And so there's just a few curtains to be hung up and we are ready to pate. I want to see it. I have been asking <laughs> for months. You've been holding out on us. Yeah, I, it's now like, like the house is complete. I mean, outside from like, you know, some curtains and stuff like that, but I, I left Verizon today for the second time and we're back with Optimum so I can actually use my internet. Sorry, Verizon, no shade, but shade. So I feel so happy in this house. It feels like a home. It feels pretty. It feels like just, it feels good. Oh, I'm happy for you. Thank ya. Well, we would be remiss. I needed to share, I need to share this headline because we talk a lot about 
emergency savings. And people get so caught up on the rules of thumb. Like, I need to have six months saved. I just had a meeting with my financial planner last week, and the number she gave me for what I need to have saved, I was like, bitch, I'm hanging up on you. Mm. <laughs> um, no, but it, the number gets bigger once you have like a kid or you have to, you know, like a house and that kind of stuff. But, and I think when the numbers are so huge and you don't break it down or even like look at where do you, like some people just get hung up on the big numbers if they take their income you know, for six months, and they're like, I can never save, you know, 10,000, 15,000, however much it is. But this recent study um, came out, they actually surveyed hun like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of family household incomes, um, and determined that really, people who have 2000, this is the exact number, $2,467 stored away, the probability of experiencing financial hardship in the next six months is super low. And saving a Every dollar saved over that doesn't really seem to help reduce that probability very okay. much. And I like this because, you know, 2000 bucks, yeah, it's a lot of money, but it's it's attainable. And it kind of illustrates the point we're always saying, like, you, most people are, are not, they're not dumb. They're not financially, you know, they're not getting into credit card debt because they're stupid or they're reckless. They just don't have that cushion. And it starts with that $500 car repair, or it starts with that thousand dollar deductible at your health you know your the the hospital that you weren't expecting and because you don't have that in the bank you end up in that debt cycle and it just mm. snowballs and snowballs and so for me twenty four hundred dollars it just kind of it's a small attainable smallish attainable goal and sure it's nice if you can save you know six months worth of income whatever that means for you or even 12 months or whatever but by making that goal a lot smaller it just seems like okay I can wrap my head around this. I can save this much money and you can start somewhere. No, that's smart. And then, then um, so who, who did that study again? It was a federal, what is it called? The Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis in conjunction with this professor at some university that I cannot find right now, but I'll post a link. I read this story in Market Watch today. Oh, University okay. of Colorado and an economist at the Federal Reserve Bank of St. Louis. Okay. I like that. Cause I'm like, you know, it's good to know because it does seem very daunting. Like I've got to save $50,000 or $20,000. It's like, I'm just never going to get there. So to save something like that seems just so much more reasonable. And you always think to yourself, like, you know, sometimes where these rules of thumb come from, first of all, where did the rule of thumb, what's the thumb in the rule of thumb? Like, why do we even say that? You know, sometimes I feel like we're all just regurgitating the same thing because someone said it and very few people stop and say, well, why is that really true? So I like that picture with like a, a beret on in the coffee shop with a latte like what is the thumb <laughs> and why does it have the rule <laughs> yeah. fair question fair question obviously you know the, the elephant in the room and kind of the the cloud that's been hanging over um i don't know every, all the news this week has been what happened to the woman in fort worth who was killed minding her business playing video games with her son in her house tatiana jefferson her nephew. it was her nephew in her house. oh her nephew her nephew mm -hmm. sorry um, so she was killed by a police officer. And I honestly, when I read the first initial report, you know, you, you wait for more information, but there, it was shocking to me how yes. careless and senseless this death was. And just to happen so closely to the man who was killed inside his own damn apartment by the cop who barged in thinking it was her apartment. Um, so in this case, of course, immediately there were protests, but today it came out, or was it last night? I forget, last night or today it came out that the officer who shot this woman, Tatiana, was actually charged with murder. Good. Which, and I heard that he was, that he was, he 
Well, that's what it seems like he was. Um, he he resigned before he before um, being fired. I mean, I um, don't know how you could live after. I mean, how could you live with yourself? You'd have to be a sociopath to have done something like that and to not feel just crushed. I mean, his life will be forever changed, as it should be. Um, but like, who just shoots through a window? Like, I, I just don't. A really so, poorly trained police officer. I read that. Yeah. He, he was new, like he had just graduated a year before from the police academy. He's just shooting through a window, like literally it could have been a kid who's just standing up or, 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 or it just could have been, it could have been a grandma. Like, I don't, yeah, I just, yeah. So what's the advice? Just if you're black in America and don't want to get shot. Uh, just, <laughs> you can't even stay home. Isn't that crazy? Just... Like you can't even stay home. Honestly, here's my advice for Folks, stop calling the police on black people. Well, like, it sound I don't know who the neighbor who called the police. I it sounded in one report it sounded like he was potentially like a homeless person and I don't know what his race is or anything like that. I don't think any I haven't read an yeah. article that identifies him, but it seemed like I mean, he didn't call 911. He just called like the general hotline saying, "Hey, I I passed by this house. I noticed her maybe he like I think he might have known her and her nephew and was concerned." and thought he would call the cops for help. And, I mean, he must be devastated because without that phone call, she could very well still be alive. Yeah, but this police officer honestly was likely going to, because if you react this way, he was going to react this way again. Mm. No, that's that's true. And who the hell is training these officers? Like, that's really, yes, of course, this person holds responsibility, but who are we, like, who's training these people on how to do these types of how to answer these types of calls. I would like to believe that a neighbor looking out for my house and see something suspicious calling the cops, that it would end okay, that there would be a wellness check or a welfare check or whatever, and that cops would be able to execute those properly. But clearly in Fort Worth, they are not training their people properly. And I feel like this needs to go beyond just the officer getting fired, but like turn upside down the entire system that put him in that position in the first place. Yeah. This, hard, this news is always really hard, and I think because it came so closely after the death of that man or the the, the trial and the verdict of the policewoman um, who was sentenced to 10 years for murdering the man mm. in his apartment, just so back-to-back. I mean, it's just, I don't know. I, I read the news. I have my feelings about it, but as far as, like, what can we do now, I that's the part I always kind of struggle with. Um, yeah. But I... I do think talking about it when we're ready. So it's been a few days when we're ready to finally talk about it, you know, acknowledge that it happened, acknowledge their names. That's at least a step in the right direction. Yeah, it is. It's just, wow. Well, instead of, <laughs> instead of jumping into questions, you know, cause we, I just kind of, we ended buzzworthy on a, on the somber note. Why don't we yeah. have a bit of a pick me up and I have a perfect way to, to pick us up real quick. So last week on our show, we talked about our wildest dreams I'm still sweaty thinking about my wildest Aww. dream and <laughs> like it's, it's, you know, putting yourself out there saying what you want to do with your life or your, your wildest dream. And we asked you guys to share with us your wildest dreams. And you know, if, if you had no limitations, what would you do? And we got dozens of messages on Instagram. We got a couple of emails um, and I thought I could go through real quick and share some of them. Ooh, I'd love that. Yes. Let's do that. If that's okay with you. 
Okay, so here we go. First one comes from Instagram fan Air Vegan. She says, my dream is to no longer work in sales, but work for myself and grow a business that gets me out of debt and helps grow other businesses. Love that. Yes, that is awesome. Next one comes from at Mila Mack. Her dream is to retire in 10 years and she looks pretty young. So listen, if you get there, write a book and I'll buy it. (laughs) Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, okay. Keep them coming. And Mila Mack says, by the way, Mandy, you're awesome. I can't wait to see your play. Oh, sweaty. (laughs) Sweaty. Um, Okay, next one comes from Instagram user Butters158. Hashtag my wildest dream. I would love to own my own professional soccer team in Europe and make them a worldwide brand. That's awesome. That is making my dream look like nothing. No, and also I love how specific you are, which is always really good. Let's see. Uh, on Instagram too, Christy uh, DNO says, listening to the podcast this morning and I can 100% see Mandy writing a play. We, we know how much you love Broadway. Please use your maternity leave to get it going. Uh-huh. Okay, that's a lot of pressure. It is because, you know, there's <laughs> going to be a baby involved during maternity leave. <laughs> But, like, they sleep sometimes, right? I could write a play. (laughs) Well, you never know. Honestly, I've heard some moms say, oh, my gosh, girl, 24 hours. And some moms say, there's a lot of downtime. So you just never know how it's going to go. We'll see. We'll see. All right. Let's take one from email. So this is from a listener named Joy who emailed us and says she's 23, a single mom of a five-year-old girl who has severe cerebral palsy and epilepsy. Her daughter is nonverbal, wheelchair-bound, has a feeding tube. And she honestly had to step up and learn at 23 years old how to take care of a daughter with special needs, didn't find any really good resources, got a ton of misinformation, and says that her biggest, craziest, wildest dream is to be a life coach or even start a boot camp for parents who have no idea what they're doing but have no other choice but to learn. Ah, that honestly would be amazing, especially if you honed in on parents, new parents with special needs children. I don't think you really – like I literally have never heard – of like some sort of, you know, like resource or tool. I I just think that parents, you know, parents who just find out their kids are on the spectrum for autism, parents whose children, you know, might have Down syndrome, parents who, I think that parenting to a special needs child takes another layer of love that I think most people can never even imagine. And I think if you started, it could be just starting as simple as a Facebook group and starting from there, you'd be surprised. I say go for it. Yeah, a thousand percent. I mean, one of the, one of the commonalities with successful businesses is that you have a problem yourself that is a pain point for you and you help solve that pain point for for other people. But honestly, even if you just give advice to one person who's going through what you went through, that is just a huge contribution in and of itself. So that's beautiful. Thank you, Joy. Thank you guys for sharing your wildest dreams. Yeah. Send me more messages. We can read some on, you know, I won't read them all, but we can, on today's show anyway, but we can maybe read some next week and the week after that. Hit us up at Brown Ambition Podcast on Instagram. Email us at brownambitionpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet us at the BA Podcast on Twitter. Hey, BA fam, this episode is sponsored by State Farm. 
Are you a small business owner looking for insurance that fits your needs and budget? Look no further than State Farm. State Farm agents are not just insurance providers, they're also small business owners who live and work right here in your community. They understand the unique challenges of running and protecting a small business. When it comes to small business insurance, State Farm knows what it takes. Create a plan that fits your needs and your budget. State Farm agents are ready to help you choose personalized policies that truly understand your business. Ensure your small business with a fellow small business owner. Talk to a State Farm agent today and get started on personalized small business insurance that fits your needs. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Talk to your local agent today. Now it's time for questions. Let's do it. Hmm. So many good questions this week. Honestly, you guys were on fire. I love it. We're going to save some, but let's take a question from the gram. Uh, let's see. Oh, this one's good. Okay. Let's leave her anonymous. She says, Hey, Mandy and Tiffany, I'm searching for a new job. And many of the posts ask about my salary expectation. I want to make more than I make in my current position. So should I ask for 10% more across the board? Or is there a website I should use to determine the salary range for each position that I'm applying for? Thank you. And I love the show. Ooh, I feel like this is your thing, Mandy. What do you say? Yeah, so I think the idea, so it sounds like she's maybe searching for jobs that are not all the same. So I do think it's smart for you to check out some sites like payscale.com or glassdoor.com and be location specific to whatever city you're applying for because city does matter and kind of get a sense of what salary ranges are. Um, if you're working in a field right now that's not similar to what you're applying for, it's more difficult for you to judge. You know, you can't just slap 10% on your current pay and say, okay, I'm going to be making a reasonable salary. You know, what if the job that you're going into has a whole different salary um, range for the area that you're in? So it sounds like research is definitely good. I would not, I would not advise anyone to put their expected salary on an application. Skip it. They, sh they should not make it mandatory. I don't think any application can make it mandatory to answer that question. Right. Skip it because you know what happens. You know, I'm, I've hired a lot of people. When you put that number down, it gives us a starting place. And we may have a big budget. And if you're at the bottom end of that budget, we'll start negotiating from there. Mm -hmm. Like if you say, um, I expect 65 and the, the role, you know, is 75 to 85 range, we might just say, okay, 68. You're excited. Yay, 68. I got more than I asked for. Mm -hmm. But it's good for us because it's underneath our budget, under our budget, um, but bad for you. So I would yeah. I would put the ball as much as you can in the hiring manager or the HR reps court. Dance around it if you can. Skirt the issue. Try and make them give you a number for what they think um, the expectation is for the salary for that role, what they think the, ro the role is worth, um, and see what they come back with. But don't give them the benefit of firing. I can't think of the right analogy. I don't know. Shooting the first hoop. I'm bad at this today. I'm, whatever. <laughs> Making the first move as far as naming a number. Yeah. No, I think that that's good advice, honestly, because you just never know. I think even when I'm negotiating with um, like people who want to sponsor or whatever, something that I'm doing, I try to put the ball in their court to see like kind of like what number they give. And then then I push up from there because you'd be surprised. There's been times when I'm like, wait, what? How much? Uh, I was going to say half that, but okay. <laughs> you know, so. No, exactly. Yeah. That's, <clears throat> that's good advice. 
And I've seen too many people take the first offer too quickly. Too quickly. Mm-hmm. I mean, good again, good for us. I'm like playing two roles here. I love on, as a hiring manager, you want it to be an easy negotiation because it makes things move faster. There's less paperwork. There's less back and forth. You don't have to get special approvals. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I will never not negotiate myself knowing what I know now um, being yeah. on this side of things. And I wish I could reach across the table to people, although I, w- I w- no, in my position, I wouldn't do that if I were the one hiring and just say, please ask for more. Just ask for more. Just oh, do it. Yes. <laughs> Make me work for it. Make me work for it, you know? Yeah. Um, so, but excellent question and good luck with the job search. Yes, it's a good time to job search too. Because didn't you say it's a good market? I, I'm not sure. Like, because I know I'm hiring. We're always hiring for something. I feel like, but I feel like is how is it out there in the general market? <laughs> in the real world, what are you trying to say? <laughs> with the with the commonas? Um, no, well, definitely. I mean, unemployment is still at record lows. But what's happening is, you know, you know, all that talk a couple months ago was it of like the next recession. It feels like every two months as someone's yes. like, we're having a re- – this is it, guys. The recession's coming. Well, the reason that talk one – of the, one of the biggest reasons we were starting to have that fear crop up this past summer was because in a lot of public company reports, you know, they have to come out every quarter and say, here's how we're doing. Here's where we spent our money. Here's how much debt we have, et cetera. The message that we were getting from a lot of big companies was they were pulling back their investment in labor, which means they're okay. pulling back new hires, you know. Um, they've seen that they've been on like a something of a hiring spree for the past year or whatever, the past few years, and they're like, okay, we're going to scale things back. And that was a signal that the labor market could be softening, um, that there aren't that many, there won't be that, there won't be that much investment in people in the future, and that kind of caused some of the worry. That being said, though, there's still tons of jobs out there. Like there's some industries that are begging for people to apply because mm-hmm. they can't find. And I know as a, it, it's anytime someone quits on my team, I'm just like, oh God, here goes a two month process. You know, it's, it's hard because a lot of people have jobs and it takes more time and longer to find them and poach them yep. <laughs> than it does when, <laughs> shockingly, when they are unemployed and they're just, you know, out there waiting for you to pluck them up. Exactly. Um, so yeah, I still think it's a good market if you're employed, but just keep that in mind. Like companies are beginning to be a little bit more conservative. So you may not be getting you may not have quite as much leverage as you did, you know, even six months ago, a year ago, when it comes to negotiating, um, if those companies are tightening up their purse strings when it comes to the cost of labor. But it's always good to like, I mean, you're out there getting looking for a job. Mandy's giving you good advice. Try to walk in confident. Be really clear to me. You should be clear about what your strengths are, um, because that's what I look for. Like, you know, like, what do you feel your strengths are? I mean, we're all nervous during an interview, but I'm looking to see if you know what your strengths are. Um, and like, you're clear about what you can bring to the table. Cause yes, I know that there's some things that I'm wanting, but I'm always looking for someone who's like, yes, I can do the one thing that you're hiring for, but did you know, I also do that, that, that. And I'm like, really? I would honestly say most people that I've hired, um, they've come with this extra set of skills that I'm like, oh, that's awesome. And and so I, in my mind, I'm thinking, you know, we could tap into that later, although I need you for this one thing. No, exactly. 100% agree. Okay. More questions. All right. Let's take another career question. Also, this person hit, hates on Atlanta, so we need to we need to have beef. All right. So Instagram user says, call me Nakia from Black Panther. Okay, got it. Nakia. <laughs> I am seeking some career advice. I'm 25 years old and I live in Charlotte, North Carolina. 
Previously, I was a mortgage loan officer making almost six figures. However, I wanted to get out of mortgage sales, so I transitioned into commercial lending and now have an analytical role where I'm actually making less. The money isn't the issue, though. With the new job, I had to relocate to ATL, which was originally supposed to be temporary, but now it's looking like it may be permanent. I really enjoy my job, but the thing is, I hate Atlanta. Sorry, Mandy. It's okay. <laughs> I mean, Charlotte ain't that great, but whatever. <laughs> My company is going through a merger and will now be offering a pension. If you were me, would you stick it out to get the pension in a city you hate? Or would you accept an offer to go back into mortgage sales just to get back to Charlotte? For more context, I own a home in Charlotte, plus my longtime boyfriend of three years is still in Charlotte. Uh, I feel like go to Charlotte. (laughs) I was going to say that, like... I mean, a pension's yeah. nice, but it has you need to like work there for a long time to qualify for it, probably. Yes. Um, you know, they could. I don't know. It just it seems could, like you have so much of a life in Charlotte. Yeah, and also too. I mean, this is. I mean, it's not common, but I definitely have heard of like cases where you know a company has run out of money, so their pension has bank was bankrupt, so they weren't able to pay out anymore. I would hate for you to wrap your whole life and choices around this pension. When there's nothing that's guaranteed, and I just think you should just go for the life that you want now, not necessarily like hopefully somehow maybe, especially since you can just kind of create your own pension by having a retirement account that you put money into. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, a pension, it almost for, it's it's so old school. I'm surprised they're even adding a pension now. It's very surprising to me. But it also... I think it creates a sense of, oh, I'm loyal to the company. I'm going to stay here because I have this pension. And you're kind of, and Tiff's right. You can create your own pension easily by investing, you know, your own. And you're only, you're only 25. So. Oh, yeah, girl. You do not want that pension by the time. It's usually like 25 years. So you're going to stay in Atlanta for 25 years. So you can be like, I've got a pension. No. And your boyfriend's like, bye. Right? You got your boo, your house, your life. You don't like Atlanta, so you're super young. I don't want you to, like, make choices, especially when you're really young. You know, now is the time to make choices that are really in alignment with how you want to live your life. As you get a little bit older and you have other responsibilities, you have to take into account kids and maybe, um, you know, your, your significant other as far as, like, marriage is concerned and some other things, but... When you're super young, you really have more flexibility to just be like, I just want to do it because that's what I feel like. Like, take advantage of that. Lean into that. And I would just congratulate you on doing what you should do in your 20s, which is making a career pivot because you have such, like, you don't have strings attached right now. You don't have a family that you're dragging around with you. You have the opportunity to shift and pivot, try something different because you realize, oh, this first job that I have, I'm not happy with. So you're really brave to take this new opportunity and try something different. And what have you learned? You love your new job. You just don't love where you are. So let's pivot to a different location and see if you can get a job in Charlotte. I know you probably can. Like Charlotte's popping right now. There's so The banking industry is huge in Charlotte. Actually, my company is based in Charlotte. Yes. There's so many financial institutions, Bank of America, Allies in Charlotte. I mean, and they all got, you know, I got my mortgage through Ally. I know they offer mortgages. So maybe there is a um, a job waiting for you in Charlotte that, now that you know what you love doing, you can get everything, you know, or at least a few things that you want. Get your your boothang, get your house, and get the job that you're really happy with in the place where you're happiest. Yeah. Um, go back to Charlotte. Go back to Charlotte. <laughs> so those were great questions, honestly. I love when you guys ask us 
questions about career, about your home, about finances. Honestly, me and Mandy love answering all of them. So keep them coming. And now it's time, boys and girls, well, mostly girls, for that part of our segment where it's time to boost a break. Mitty, are you going to boost or are you going to break? There were so many personalities you just shifted through. I did. I, 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 did. I was trying to decide if I was going to break out into song. And then I said, you know what? No, I'm not going <laughs> to. You went with like game show host. Okay. I want to do a boost. I want to do a boost real quick. Well, a boost and a break. Again, I just, I'm so conflicted. So the boost is I discovered through my insurance plan because I was poking around the website for my insurance and looking really hard for like benefits for um, prenatal care or uh, new parent care or anything like that. And I found out I could get a free $200 breast pump with a huge supply of bags, which I have heard from moms are very important. It's very important to have the bags. I don't know what they're for. I'm assuming to catch the receptacle for the milk, but whatever, I'm learning. I just saved $200 wow. by getting this from through my insurance. And That's true. Right? And I literally just called the number. It was through CVS Caremark. I was like, hello. I heard I could get a free breast pump. They were like, yes, you can, ma'am. That's right, yep. <laughs> and they shipped it to me in less than a week. And I... I'm like, do more people like if you are a new parent or I don't know, if you just look at your insurance and see what freebies you have. I found out I can I could I could have gotten reimbursed for um, some of the prenatal yoga classes that I've done. So I'm trying to get that uh, get that uh, get those wheels into motion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then I found out that I can I was about to sign up for a breastfeeding and lactation class. Okay. I can get I can get that reimbursed if I if I use the right kind of consultant or whatever. Just like they don't send you a packet in the mail when you become pregnant with all this information. You have to really go digging for it. So the, the boost is for the freebies. The break is for they don't make it easy for you to find yeah. them. But as someone who has been paying for insurance for, I don't know, over a decade now on my own and never – like I never really use insurance. I don't really get sick that often, knock on wood. You know, I, I don't go to the doctor that much. I just pay because it's smart to have it. And I'm like, okay, finally, I have reason to take advantage, full advantage of my benefits. And um, I'm just finding out that they don't always make it super easy for you to find that. But I encourage all of you guys to read that fine print and see what kind of freebies you could have. Super smart. I knew about the breast pump just because my sister, I think, got one. And, Ooh, and yeah. Because she found out, yeah, she found out through a friend of hers. And I was like, oh, that's really good. But you're right. There are a ton of resources that you can get if you would only know and lean in. Um, honestly, it's one of the things I'm, uh, my, my best friend, Linda, she, uh, is a social worker. And when I tell you so many people reach out to her because, you know, maybe they've been told one thing or another, like she's helped so many people get, get the resources that they're entitled through their insurance. I mean, everything from, I knew a woman who had steps, but she had her, she's had really bad diabetes. So she was in a wheelchair and literally her neighbors, every time she wanted to leave the house, her neighbors who were young guys would have to carry her down the steps for her to, to get to where she's going. She, Linda was like, no, you get a ramp, got her a ramp, got her at home aid to, to, to take her food shopping and got like, um, some other resources that she did. She was like, no, it comes along with your insurance. And so you just would be surprised. I wish, and I told Linda, one of the things I want to do 
is to like do some lives with her so she can share some of the things that you might qualify for that you don't even know Mm. Um, because people don't know to ask. And um, because she's, like I said, a social worker and she's worked in that environment for so long, she knows how to advocate on, on folks behind. But sometimes it's just it's just asking like, hey, is there like, is there a resource available? Oh, sure. Like, like there's a resource. My nephew, um, my sister uses a program for parents and it greatly reduced how much her, her, um, her, how much she paid for childcare, like significantly, almost in half. And I didn't know, I was like, oh, wow, that's awesome. So there's just, honestly, there's just so many awesome resources out there that you have available to you that you might not know. So typically I just hit up Linda I told her she needs to start a company and I already named it the on-call advocate, but Linda is so like, no, I don't mind just helping. I'm like, Linda, start a company where people can call you and you can help walk them through the resources that they have available to them. People would pay for that. Find your Linda people, find your Linda in your town, (laughs) in your town or city or state where you have state specific benefits. I found out stuff about New York city, New York state disability benefits, like might be more generous than I thought as far as covering Mm -hmm. my parental leave. And I was like, I'm figuring all that out. They don't make it easy. I'm in like I was. Yeah. I, I had to tell the person I talked to on the phone about my. I was trying to sign up for my short term disability benefits. You know, for when I'm on leave, and I got super confused. But she was like, "We're gonna figure. I'm gonna. I have another call with her. I have a call with my HR department to figure because I'm gonna get every penny I possibly yeah. possibly can, and then I'll tell you guys how I make that happen. Yeah. Um, we all need a Linda. Yeah, we do. We do in so many ways. Linda's just a good person in general. <laughs> I just have Google. <laughs> yeah. Um. Right. So I am actually gonna do a little bit of a boost. I'm trying to see if I can find the post. So I don't know if you saw this post circulating. Lovey actually had it in her in her stories, but it's like circulating everywhere. Okay, here it is. Um, Snoop Dogg posted a picture of um Gucci Man, who is a famous rapper. If you're not aware, and his um, wife, who he married a, a, a year or so ago, a couple years ago. So anyway, he posted a picture of them, I guess, at their wedding. And he it wrote, he wrote, everyone wants this. But what y'all forget is she was with wild Gucci, on drugs Gucci, cheating Gucci, in jail Gucci, publicly with other women Gucci. This is Gucci after therapy, rehabilitation. This is... This is a street man groomed in his 30s after he's been at his lowest point. Um, the point is she's a writer who knew what she signed up for. Some of you women, um, is with the next dude after a couple of fights. And I'm like, who wants drug Gucci, cheated Gucci, jail Gucci, publicly with other women Gucci? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> if I were this woman, I'd be like, uh, we- <laughs> thank you. <laughs> because you know what? It's so crazy how. Women, it's like that that theory that women should ride or die. Why I got to die? Why I got to die? Like, why is that even on the table? That I just want that people stop telling women that they should, and not just women, but I guess men too, that somehow you should put up with all of this toxic energy in the hopes that this person turns around because that makes you a writer. So what if Gucci never got out of jail? What if Gucci died from drugs? What if, so then what would her life have been? Mm. Yes. He, he turned it around, but honestly the likely it wasn't in his favor. Let's be real. Like to me, she put up with too much. That's too much. Like, I just don't understand. And I don't understand how a man with daughters, cause Stoop dog, I believe has at least one daughter. Could share that. Is that what you want for your daughter to be with 
someone who is cheating, drug addicted, goes to jail because of poor choices. Is that what you're wanting for your daughter? Are you going to tell her, hey, stick it out? Because Snoop Dogg wrote, write, like, writes underneath it that something to the effect that, like, you know, I basically put my wife through something similar. She's my secret weapon. Because I remember, uh, like, I remember um, seeing how um, that that Snoop Dogg, like, you know, he has, a, like, a whole separate house where he can keep his concubines and that he cheats on his wife left and right. But, like, what is, what is that? I just don't understand. Yeah, so that is my brown break. Stop telling women to settle for the worst of the worst of the worst in hopes that maybe one day this man turns it around. Because guess what? There are men out there who don't cheat, who don't mistreat their wives, who don't, who are not on drugs, who are who are not making choices that would place them in jail, who are not making choices that would place their wife or their significant other in, in harm's way. You don't have to, that's you don't have to settle for that. Like, why? Because Gucci Man has money? <laughs> what does that even mean? So yeah, it's just I'm so tired of that of that that somehow because especially geared toward women of color, especially black women, mm. that narrative, and as if somehow we don't support our men enough if we don't put up with, and it's one thing like you know I I believe in you know working it out with your significant other through like oh maybe therapy or this and that, but not when it's like dangerous toxic behavior. Sis, run! I will say I mean, uh, and how many of us are the friends of people that you've seen do? you know, stay with people who, who treat them badly or, you know, stay with people who are not ultimately good for them or contributing to their life. And it's really hard to be that friend, right? It's really hard to be that sister or that cousin um, because you're always in that awkward position. Yes. And sometimes you just want to be like, cause you want to say like, it's not good for you or this is not healthy. And it's hard when someone's like, you know, vacillating or they're just like, no, this is where I want to be. I just I just want that. That's not what we teach our young women, our mm-hmm. older women, our girls. I I just want that, you know, that you don't there really is to me. There's a narrative out there that men are bad and that you just have to choose the lesser of the evils when it comes to men. And I'm like, that's just not true. I know so many good men, you know, yeah, like. I know so many good men and I wish that that wasn't, that wasn't the story that people put out there that, oh, I, I, I was watching some like, uh, like, um, you see, I'm so totally into like random um, pop culture recently. I was watching some interview with Kay Michelle and basically that's what she said. Like, you know, men are bad, men are bad people. They cheat. You just got to find one that doesn't cheat as much or that's not as obvious. And I'm like, that's not true. That's yeah. just not yeah. true. I'm sad. Yeah. Yeah, it is sad. I do. I honestly, I'm sad for people who feel that way because, you know, somebody might be like, well, girl, you wouldn't know Superman might cheat. And I'm like, and he'll be by himself. He knows very quickly. Girl, I could do bad by my bad, that my damn self. But honestly, I don't, I don't like, you know, I'm not someone who checks through phones or anything like that. But like, you know, I think women have intuition. I don't, that is not, that is not the experience I've experienced. I've seen Superman has a twin brother. When I tell you he's been with the same woman since he was, 15 and it's been so overhead and heels in love i mean that's all i mean like even here at the house i'm like are you hungry that um his nickname is nobby um superman's twin identical twin you hungry nobby nah girl my, my girl made food like he won't even eat no place else <laughs> like just such a good dude and like so in love with her still to this day they're nearly 40 so i just it just goes to show that like that's just not true that don't let that be your narrative you don't have to settle for less they're there are men who are good out there. There's a lot of men who are good out there, just like there's a lot of women who are good out there and that, that you don't have to settle for that. And you can draw a line in the sand and say, no, I'm worthy 
of more. Um, so yeah, so don't, you know, I'm glad the Gucci man is in a good place. I'm not here to hate on Gucci, but child cheese. I am not riding and dying. Ride or die. I mean, we'll ride as long as there's no danger involved. <laughs> <laughs> but you can let me out of this stop if exactly. we're approaching like, Cheatingville or Drugs <laughs> City. Exactly. Yeah. But for all the women who are in those relationships, I, you know, I've known you. I've known people like you. I know how hard it is to get out. So um, I don't know. I, res- I, have, I have respect for – it's just so difficult because you can't judge people who are in those relationships. I'm going to all shut up after this. But it's hard to judge them because they're so in it and it's hard to convince them that it's not right for them. And, and you just hope that they come out on the other side and they see the light and, and find something that is worthy of their time. So mm-hmm. that was a, a good break. I mean maybe don't go to Snoop Dogg to raise your – to, 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 you know, share lessons for your daughter, future daughters out there. <laughs> but it was all over the social. And I just, like, I just, like, oh, I thought I um, 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 love these stories. And I thought, how many young men and young women are going to look at this and say, yes, yes, agreed, you know? And, and who's Kay Michelle? I... Um, she's one of, like, the housewives. She's a singer, too, but she's one of, like, is it the housewives? No, no, uh, love and hip hop. Oh, uh, see now, I don't have cable and I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, Kay Michelle got it. Got it, got it. This is why I can't listen to the read because the first 30 minutes of their show, I just am like, what? That's why I'm not going to lie. I love the read. That's one of my favorite parts. And shout out to the read for getting their own show on Fuse. Yes. I, That's I, amazing. Honestly, I, I used to watch Kid Fury on, um, on uh, YouTube when he was in front of that salmon colored wall. And he was hilarious then. So to see how far they've come, honestly, like, yeah, they are inspo for real, for real. I love it. Except for when I have no idea what they're talking about. But you're right. <laughs> I need to get with it. <laughs> you know, I don't watch TV, but that's why I get my stuff. I'm like, oh, what's happening in the world of ratchetness? Okay, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> Between yeah. that and a little bit of Instagram here and there, when something pops up in my time, I'm like, oh, okay, duly noted. I think our shows are the perfect, like, you know, side-by-side dual pack. You get your, yeah. you know, you don't get your ratchetness from us. I mean, not for me, like, for serve, <laughs> like, please. Um but, you know, you get your financial advice and you've listened to the read. Like, that's a good combo platter. It is. It is. It's been an awesome show as per use. In sidebar, shout out to Michelle from Home Depot in, I don't even know what was that, like, <laughs> Because she ran up to me, was like, oh, I love your podcast. Tell Mandy I said hi. I'm not going to hug you. But I was like, go ahead, girl. Just go ahead on. Give me that hug. <laughs> so she did. And so I'm just like, it's so, I just love that I'm out and about and how you guys are shouting out the podcast. So I meant to just shout out Michelle from Home Depot in, um, in like Westfield or Summit. I don't know where that was. But um, yeah, just I was like, oh, that was nice. And she was just super excited. But I thought it was cute because as soon as she said, I'm not going to hug you. I mean, I'm like, you listen to the podcast. She's like, I do. <laughs> Oh, love it. Yeah, but, but I took the hug anyway, and she was really nice. Per use. Well, happy 40th birthday. Everybody tweet, yeah. gram, text if you got her number, Facebook if you don't. <laughs> Say happy birthday to Tiff tomorrow. Happy 40th. Yeah. Feisty 40. This is going to be the year. Yeah, this is going to be the year. I don't know how the hell you're going to top the last decade, but good luck. <laughs> you set the bar very high. So <laughs> I'm, I'm okay with slowing down. If I don't do nothing else, I'm, I'm feel like I'm good for life. That's a beautiful place to be at 40, let me just say. That's my goal for yeah. 40. I'm going to be okay with where I'm at. <laughs> yes. Yes. All right. Well, enjoy. 
and I will text you some baby shower pictures if you text me some party pictures, and I will be celebrate. I'll be celebrating you in my heart and my mind this weekend. Aw, be as well. The Bigger Pockets portfolio of podcasts are worthy of your investment. We're having a real conversation as real real estate investors. New episodes available every day. It's important to buy where it makes money and not necessarily where you want to travel to. Bigger Pockets on the market, rookie real estate or money podcast. The purpose of flipping is to create more cash so then you can reinvest into other types of properties. The Bigger Pockets podcast on YouTube or wherever you listen.